0: the intro song just like really bad a dude that guitar solo though man whoever did i got it off of um, fiverr
1: oh really yeah
0: they did they did a great job of doing that welcome back to the tony gallo show my name is tony gallo we're here with sahaj Shah. shah how many how many mispronunciations of your name do you get like what have they called you in the past before? Shahaj, Sahas. Shah, Shah, oh Shah. Shah, Shahaj. Okay.
1: What S- else? Uh, one of my friends at work calls me Seahaj. Who <laughs> at work? Yeah. Seahaj Khan. <laughs> uh, you would. Think and he that spells that it with a e too. You
0: would think that Khan would know,
1: too. <laughs> like, he spells it with a e. S e h a j. Does he just mess with you, mess with you? I don't know. Seahaj. Um. Saj, I got Saj, like just completely like not even Saj, not even like the other, just like two syllable or one syllable it? name, it's, uh, Haj, it's two syllables, right, it's Saj, but they just use one, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just go by Shaw most of the time, which is, believe it can or can we
0: talk about how that happened, your your name and stuff, or is that something that we can talk about later, we can I guess talk about I, it. I, I, I always find that interesting, so when you, um, when you, <laughs> your name used to be Justin, mm-hmm. your American name, right? Is that is that <laughs> Justin? <laughs> is that fair to say?
1: I still love that name. <laughs> it's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah, I like the Justin. Very that I simple.
0: Know. Yeah, very simple. Um, uh, but that changed at what age? Ninth grade. Ninth grade. So when you entered high school, you, mm-hmm.
1: um, I what? Well, for what reason? For reli- for religious reasons mainly it was my parents that were um really on board with it and then they got my brother and I on board with it as well but it was mainly for religious reasons because at the temple that we went to everybody had a traditional indian name so mm-hmm. it was really so it was really easy to um well it was I- yeah so everybody had traditional indian name and then my parents wanted to sort of follow suit and being justin was kind of also like the odd one out as well in terms of like so they so they were like oh well what do you think about this um i don't know if i would have i don't know what they would have done if i said no thanks i want to keep it justin so i don't know if they would have like forced me to change or whatever but yeah so so did you get to choose your name yeah i gotta choose my name that's kind of cool i would say yeah yeah I got to choose my name. Apparently, the name had to be in um, within a s- couple letters that were like, ri- like, r- like auspicious, like the letters of the name. So like, it started with an S. Oh, so,
0: so I had you had you could choose, but you had like, some parameters.
1: Yeah, some parameters. Which I don't even know the parameters, so I couldn't even tell you what Did they. Did you were. have another like? What was the runner-up? Do you remember? No, I do remember my name. I picked Sahaj, and then um, my brothers would have my brother. A runner-up for my brother, I think, was Anand. How do you even spell that? How do you spell it? A. N A N D. A. A. Double A N D. You could double A or single A. I was thinking oh. single A. Oh, single A N D. A. N. A. N. D. Oh, A N A N D. So basically like uh. ad, it's basically ca- similar to like an
0: and an end? Yeah, kinda anand. similar
1: to like adnan, but like
0: And Anand. An anand. 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 I like that. It's
1: not bad. Yeah. That'd be anand Anand. Do you know what's a little bit more complicated than Sahaj.
0: Do you know what um Sahaj. Do you know what Google used to be called before it was called Google?
1: Googly? I don't know. Back room. What? Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Looked it up. Well, I've heard it on my podcast.
1: Did it have to do with the same... It was a search engine? I think... Or was it like some <laughs> off porno site or like escort site? Backrub sounds like a very... Backrub. Sounds like a place where you can get escorts me, and hookers and prostitutes. Let me
0: backrub back that.
1: Yeah. Because the, the reason why I say this is because there's a back page. Have you ever been on Backpage? No. Okay. I, don't, I on Backpage.com. I'm not com. going on Backpage.com. You can com. order, you can oh. legally order escorts. I don't what? Know if it's legally, legally, um, illegally, I don't know. How do you know about this page? I've been on that page in college. Never ordered anything. Oh, just been on the page. I don't know. You can, I would, I don't I want to go on my phone, but, um.
0: Did you ever get an escort? No. Hmm. Mm-mm. Uncertainty there in that yeah, Very
1: uncertain. I don't know who'd show up to my door. No uncertainty
0: in your answer. <coughs> <laughs> oh no, we did not order anything. <laughs> so Google Back used to be called Google used to be called Backrub. I don't know if it ever got online as Backrub or if that was a company name before it w- became Google. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, um, and Sahaj used to be called Justin.
1: Mm-hmm. My brother was Austin. Yeah, Austin.
0: And he wants to have his bachelor trip in Austin. He says. cuz oh. I think because of that reason. I That'd think. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's a fun place. Did you um did you like Austin when you went down there? Yes. What did you like to do? What was your favorite part of Austin?
1: The food and then we went um canoeing on the lake over there. Whatever that lake's called.
0: Uh Lake Travis. Just lake kidding. Travis I don't know what it's called. Whatever the one that cuts through downtown. I think downtown. it's like Travis. I, I don't know. But yeah, it's so much fun. We should go to San Marcos, honestly. San Marcos is so much fun, uh, and go floating in San Marcos.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm sure so that'd be fun. fun.
0: I went to Texas State University. I don't know if I've mentioned that here before. So go pop, go Bobcats, Texas State. Where'd you go to university?
1: Of University of Illinois at Chicago.
0: Chirac. and did you like that?
1: I freaking loved it. Yeah. I loved that place. I had a scholarship to Benedictine University, which is a private school, which is closer to which is in Chicago. it's like in the suburbs close to home. Mm-hmm. you can drive there every day, whatever and then I applied to University of Oregon because I really liked the football team
0: University of Oregon, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so you're going to go all the way no, to No, I wasn't going to go. Coast. I don't you know if I'd apply? go there,
1: but I just applied to apply. Yeah.
0: I think I did the same thing with Florida, University of Central Florida, just to apply.
1: Oh, I applied to UCF as well.
0: Did you really? Imagine I, if we both would have gone to UCF and met there. I think I just broke something.
1: I don't know. If I applied to UCF. My dad was really harpy on me to apply there. Oh. Because they had plans of like, eventually moving to Florida. Oh, uh, and they did. And they did. But yeah. even if I would have gone to UCF, that doesn't mean I'd have stayed in Florida. I could have <laughs> moved back to Chicago afterwards. But
0: Yeah, you love Chicago. I love Chicago. And you love, you love the Cubs. I think we mentioned that. And they're doing poorly this season. As How does ex- that make you feel? As
1: expected. Well, I came into the season knowing that they're going to do poorly, so I can't be too mad.
0: Wh- I still watch know? the games, though. So you came in with a pessimistic thought, or did you have some... uh, Why did you come in with No,
1: I knew they were going to do poorly, because we had just... We have entered another rebuild season. So rebuild. Did you
0: not have faith for your team? No. Why?
1: Because we got rid of... Well, I had a hard time accepting um, when Baez and Rizzo and Bryant and... Jeez, like, they all left. The squad. The squad left, and then... I figured it's rebuild time, so now for at least three to five years, it's going to be focused on getting good players again, new players, prospects, and then maybe in five years we win a o- we win a championship. But hmm. that's what rebuilding is. G- getting you and we have some hope in terms of like. Definitely in like the next five years, winning a World Series, I think there's hope there. But just during rebuild seasons, the team usually tanks. I mean, we've been losing. Like, we have a worse record than the Rangers. The Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers are are doing well, well I think. Yeah, I don't know. I well, don't they're know they're still, uh, well, they're still. Well, they're. There's still like doing 500
0: it. games in baseball and basketball. I can't keep track of everything.
1: Yeah, the Rangers are like only a couple games under 500. But this is, you know, this is the, the difference between. Have to become a Rangers fan. My fanship, I would say.
0: I have hope and faith every season. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans do because we come every season we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Do we win it every year? No, but we have the hope and we have the faith that we will win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but and it's easy for you to have. These guys belief in themselves, we believe in them. Yeah, but it's we're easy for you to have belief to in, in the
1: Cowboys because. Win the championship, win the Super Bowl or not, they're still first in division. Not
0: always, but yeah, I mean they were last year. Yeah, they made I the mean playoffs, but yes, yeah, and did they? They did, they did a good job. They're so inconsistent. That's the thing. They choke. They're inconsistent. But we're this season. I can feel it. I can feel it. I feel it. I'm seeing NFC Championship, Dallas Cowboys. You heard it here first. I can see it. NFC champ. They make it to their Super Bowl this season. I have the hope and the belief that they will make it to the Super Bowl. Will they yeah. win it? I don't know, but I have the hope that they will make it.
1: I mean, that's a pretty fair hope to have. I think with the Cubs it's it's you guys still come first in the, first in your division even if you don't win the Super Bowl. Cubs are like last in a division. It's hard to have that not, sort of Not always. You can't predict it, you know.
0: Every season's different, you know. I think the Cowboys have a pretty every terrible se-
1: division if you guys come Every
0: in. season's different. Well, every season is different and you got to think about it. You have new players coming on every season, right? I don't know. I mean, that's how sports work, right? You have a draft every season. Yeah, and MLB,
1: a- NBA, NFL. Yeah, but those players get kicked down to the minor leagues so you never really Unless like they're actual like stars. Well, I every season is different. There's a change. There's always change. There's time,
0: obviously that you know, people change within time. There's personnel changes, coaching changes, every all sorts of changes. So every season is different. So every season we come in with new hope and belief that we will do well.
1: Yeah, it's
0: and we will do well. Some teams I believe that we will win.
1: Th- for some teams it's easier than other teams. Anyway.
0: I <laughs> hope they do well. I really do hope it makes you happy and you know what? I like seeing my friend happy. And I hope they do well. Sometimes you get me a little angry, and I say, You know what? I hope the Cubs lose. But I hope they do well this season. Do I wish they win the World Series? No, because I want the Texas Rangers to win the World Series. If the Cubs
1: win the World Series, I am out of Dallas. I'll be in Chicago, ready to go. Rioting out there? 2016. (laughs) Rioting? (laughs) I'm going to be out there climbing the police cars and acting crazy. Climbing the fire ladder, (laughs)
0: fire truck. No, I hope they have a good season. It would be a good season. if um, I haven't seen the Rangers in the playoffs ever since the early 2010s, I think. Um, and maybe you have seen them. Have you seen them in the playoffs? I've, I've, I haven't seen them since early 2010. so we'll see what happens in baseball. When is World Series time?
1: Dude, it's like, I don't even know.
0: I think October-ish.
1: I think they're like about... 50-ish games in right now and they pay they play a total of 147 Oof. or 167 games. It's insane. That's so a lot of games. They're about a third of the way in. A lot of games.
0: A lot of games. All right.
1: Actually, yeah, I think they're probably towards Oof. the fall time.
0: What World do you series. What do you have over there? Hm. On your phone that you just pulled up. A story you want to talk about?
1: Oh, no. I was Okay. I j- no, I just got a text from my pharmacy that my medication is ready to pick up.
0: Oh. <coughs> By the way, let's talk about that because th- I thought that was kind of funny. You're allergic to
1: everything. Yeah. <laughs> I had I met with an allergist, and they did this test where they basically um, stick all these different allergens or something like that and inside your my body my back your booty it's like a needle oh and they just poke it in my back oh and they do like 10 of them and i think it's to see if i'm allergic to these main whatever the hell they're you know putting in my back and depending on how red your skin is after the test is done that determines if you're allergic or if you had a reaction to it they
0: they poked you in the back with 10 neat like approximately 10 needles yeah I didn't know that. I thought it was just a blood test that they t- they took, and they can see
1: that all that through a blood test. No. Oh wow. They different allergens were, um, were poked on my back just to see oh. if react to them. So they actually
0: poke you with the allergens, and so they, they so the they reaction. poke
1: you, and then they'll s- they g- they give you fifteen minutes. During the fifteen minutes, they tell you you're gonna get extremely itchy and this this and that, but do not itch anything. Just fight the urge. Yeah. And then they like, we'll come back after fifteen minutes. And we'll um, we'll see what you're allergic to.
0: And you're allergic. I mean, we we saw the <coughs> list. I saw the list, and I mean, you're allergic to everything. You're allergic to Bermuda
1: grass. You're allergic to any type of mold. all sorts of dogs, ca- all cats. Allergic to them. Uh, luckily, I'm not allergic to horses. I'm not allergic to dogs, horses, and pigs. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not allergic to those three. But cats, oof, can't do them. I'm allergic to all sorts of like like different types of shrubs. Weeds, yeah. You name it; like the entire list is red. Yeah, there's very little. We saw the list. Yeah, there's very little that I'm not allergic to, which probably explains why I had a hard time sleeping for like the last three, five months.
0: Yeah, after you kind of moved into your, to your house. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that was something. Else. So we did a relationship advice segment, the last episode I think it was, and I wanted to try it out again um so and this this ties in with the uvalde shooting which which is something that we're gonna touch on i think uvalde and um and you just talk about it i don't everybody's been talking about it and i think it's a big topic and um we have our 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 opinions and you're listening to our podcast, so we share our opinions. Right Wait, right before now. you
1: go into relationship advice, hold on. Is it are you gonna? Is it gonna get like <laughs> really serious? Is it gonna get like emotional? No, it's not serious or I emotional. have relationship advice, and it is by far. It's, it has nothing to do with anything being serious or emotional. It's actually pretty jacked up. <laughs> That's is why it I, that humorous. It's very. It's humorous. It's like all right. Let's w- go. To,
0: let's go to humor, and then we d- we get into a little serious. Yeah, because
1: I don't want to like start talking about. St- some of that you know i don't want to talk about like something serious and then completely, yeah completely we'll, like we'll deny the serious go ahead <laughs> go ahead with your relationship advice over there somebody well my relationship down. is don't fall in love with your mom oh <laughs> yeah it's, it's your, your advice is don't fall in love with your mom yes because <laughs> it happened and there is a story and this is like i love my mom but
0: this is not the kind of love that that you know that motherly son love. This is a different kind of love, a romantic, romantic, sexual kind of love. Is what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. Jesus. Yeah. So it was okay. I want to hear this story. This is I don't want to hear it, but I do want to hear it because it's interesting. Ugh, it's kind of gross. Anyway, go ahead. Ugh.
1: Okay. So basically, w- what had happened was. Uh, I don't even know if I should name it's it's a story, so I can say their names on there, right? Is it on the story? Yeah, it's on yeah. The story. Go it's ahead. On, it made the news. Yeah, it's it's public domain. So um, there's an individual named Ben Ford. He's 32 years old. He was adopted at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, he was adopted at birth after his mom, wh- her name is Kim West, uh, gave him up.
0: Not to be confused with Kardashian, with the uh, Kim. Kim Kardashian? Yeah, no, none of these two are... This, the Kardashian? Did she take the West last name? Anyway, I'm sorry. Go I have ahead. no idea.
1: Go ahead. So, Ben Ford adopted at childbirth. Yep, and his mom, her, her name is Kim, gave him up, right? Kim, Kim West gave him up, okay. Mm-hmm. So, after 30 years, the pair was... Um, they were re- reunited after Ben wrote a letter to his mother, his mm-hmm. a biological mother. Mm-hmm. And so, they met up at a hotel, and... Um, shared a bottle of champagne. Oh no. Yeah. So that led to a um a first kiss. Like, th- does it go specifically into what kind of kiss that was? Like it's it says the pair shared their first illicit kiss. Illicit. Before long, the couple's fondness for each other developed into incestual lust. And the mother and son began having intercourse. Now I think this this story, this story's yeah. so jacked up in so many ways. I, I can't know. keep a straight face as I recite this story, but wow. so Ben was forced to confess his affair to his wife. Oh, oh wow. snap, revealing in excruciating detail the incredible and mind-blowing. Intercourse he was having with his own mom. That is that
0: is just <laughs> he has to go tell his wife hey I had sex with I my just, mom.
1: I, yeah, I don't know <laughs> the story. How does that even happen? The story's crazy, but that's my relationship advice. You know, don't fall in love with your mom because it like how so many things can go wrong. You know,
0: how does that even happen, Ben Ford? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. That's disgusting. That's very <laughs> disgusting. I can't. I can't imagine. That that's disgusting. Like, how do you even? What in the world? <laughs> how old is a mom? Fifty-one, and he is thirty-two. That's disgusting. Gross. How do you even? The the thing is, like, if you're gonna sometimes, I don't know. When I have when I have uh, sex, I, I feel like I you know like the person that i'm having sex with knows they're going to have sex you kind of have an, like you kind of have the 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 intention of having <laughs> sex with some. like if i'm going to go meet my long lost mother i'm trying to put myself in ben's shoes if i'm going to go meet someone that i'm bi- biologically like my mother you know for the first time i i have the sex is a, is the last <laughs> thing on my mind <laughs> you know how does that even come be. up that's so weird oh my god yeah that's and I'm trying not to judge or condemn anybody, but sheesh, man, <laughs> that's insane. Ugh. and it's illegal in our state. Oh, as it's far illegal. as I know, I yeah,
1: it's good that it is too because <laughs> there's lots I think of there's issues that come up out of it. I,
0: right, there's like scientific issues that come up out of it, like the they like, like deformities and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe some mental illness. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Well, I'm we are pretty all sure. Have I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's reasons as to why it's illegal, right? They wouldn't just.
0: It's just so odd. It's it's an odd thing. Um, I it's 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 an. Uh, <laughs> let's move away from that topic. Do you have a uh, better relationship advice? <laughs> Your relationship advice. I, I guess in there. It's like don't go in with the uh, mindset of uh, having sex. How do you even get to the sex thought? You know, like. Do you look at the woman? I, I, I can't. I can't even give it. I mean, I, I. I guess. I guess if I'm trying to defend Ben, if I'm a defense attorney here, he didn't know his mom for 30 years, so it's like right. a random woman to him, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, but that's still kind of still very weird. disgusting. Um, uh, very, very dis, very disturbing. Uh, wife wants to leave the country because of mass shootings. This. Says here, how should I handle this? We have a three year old daughter and both finally have good jobs. He's a civil engineer, she's an English teacher. We are finally doing good financially. With the shooting in Texas, she wants to move out of the country, and I don't think this is something I want to entertain. We have moved away from home before domestically and moved back after a year because of finances. My daughter, we wanted to be close to family. How can I respectfully talk to my wife about this topic? I love her very much, and I do care a lot about the national crisis of mass shootings. I just don't think moving away is the best solution.
1: Right. Wow. So That's I guess, a discussion.
0: Yeah. That's a discussion. Wow. I mean, so if your wife came up to you with the same predicament, like, how would you react?
1: It's, I mean, I wouldn't be... Okay with it, especially because your reason is because of the mass shootings. Uh-huh. I'd get it if like there was a better job opportunity out f- abroad for you, or this was going to be very good for our family and stuff like that. I would 100% entertain it at that point. But yeah. for just because there's mass shootings, and I'm not dumbing down mass shootings. I think it's a serious epidemic in our um, in our country. But I think. I feel like you're reacting based upon fear. Yeah. And I agree I, and I don't and I don't know if that's the way you'd want to um approach the situation because what are you teaching your kids then like to react to fear or you know what I mean like I think yeah. there's Yeah, I, I,
0: I, I and I think there's fun. a there's a caring uh, you know I would if if my um husband, <laughs> I'm gay so I would say husband in this in scenario came up to me and said the same thing I would say and I'm not married by the way. But um i think i would like you said i don't like doing things out of fear Uh, i don't think it's rational to do things out of fear um but i also understand the caring feeling you have towards your children so um i you know it's definitely something that you want to talk about hey like you know there, the i think he said the daughter's three years old so there's probably (laughs) a lot of anxiety <coughs> that goes into sending your kids to school after seeing something like what happened in Uvalde happen yeah. there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of fear um but we must act rationally with use common sense and try to find out what happened which by the way that shooting was i mean disturbing i saw that last tuesday it was mm-hmm. a week ago today um i was i think I was in bed i was just resting and I I was scrolling through Twitter, and ABC, I saw ABC News, breaking news, like, quick 15-second video. Anchor comes on and says, we're breaking news. We, we're we getting word that 14 students, 14 kids have been shot at Uvalde Elementary School, elementary school just in Texas, just outside of San Antonio. Um, and, you know, it, it looked bad. And I saw that there were local law enforcement there there were state police there and then and now federal uh police were i mean there was a heavy law enforcement presence so i i just thought that sounded devastating and then it ended up being a very devastating um event an incident in our in our country so um it's it's sad what happened it truly is sad um i i i, I don't know it's there. There's been a lot of discussion in the last week over what we do and how our uh, elected, leader, elected leaders sh- should respond to this, you know. So,
1: yeah, I think I was at my off-duty job when I heard about this. Uh, the original p- original news m- story came out as um, there was I think like two people that were killed, and then like next th- in the c- few hours later they c- corrected it to, you know. Um, was like a total of eighteen or nineteen people. Or
0: it was a total of twenty-one people. 21.
1: Yeah, that's insane. Twenty-one people. I believe nineteen children, two adults. Yeah, killed. and I don't even know how to. I wouldn't. I mean, I just remember seeing the faces of the angli- parents who were obviously in, like, some you know, somewhere were in denial, some were in anguish, and I think that it's hard to, it's hard to comprehend something like that that occurred, especially to these young kids that you know, they're so innocent so innocent. They don't have they literally have so they're full just so of joy. yeah, they're so joyful. And I saw the pictures of the kids too and just these smiling young kids. Like yeah. I can't I can't fathom what the families must be going through. I I was <coughs> it of course just like you know, when we should be keeping them in our thoughts and prayers and we should be, you know, Grieving with these people who lost their their kiddos and the teachers, um, of course the media and politics kicks in, and all of a sudden you got uh, you got different um, you know you got the Democrats and Republicans starting to speak up on this shooting, and next thing you know it turns into a political thing and and it did. Oh, I mean, it it always does. I don't even think yeah. that. I think like the first like few hours of it turns in, is like grieving and mourning, and then like next thing you know, just turns into politics. Yeah, it's
0: grieving and mourning mixed in with the politics, and um, and then it turns into finger blaming too, which is blaming and finger pointing. And that's one thing I saw. And I even tweeted it. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked my tweet. But I tweeted out, "We're we're letting evil win when we start going against each other." Like, that's, that's, this guy is full, is, is the definition of evil. When you go and you shoot children, I mean, children, I was hanging at the Memorial Day uh, cookout yesterday, when there's a lot of kids around, they're just so careless, so full of joy. So, I mean, you think about it, they don't even care, and, and we can, we bring them into the world, and, you know, it's a scary world, and, um and everything, and, and, you know, we almost put fear, a lot of fear into them, and, um. But they're so they're the children are are full of joy. They're careless. They're they're innocent. And then evil went in and killed these the symbols of joy. And the parents, I can't imagine what a parent has is going that those parents are going through. I, I saw some videos and it was it was devastating. So we had that happen, and then we start finger pointing and bl- and and fighting each other. You know, and nothing, nothing productive really is getting done. Um, so, what do we do? I mean, I've, I've told you. I think yes, last week and throughout the week we had that conversation. I think, and we're police officers, so um, we may to people it may be a little biased, but I, I mean, I think it's a common sense solution. If I were governor of Texas, I would sign an executive order, and I would say. Every public school district in Texas, I think the private schools already do it, but every public school district in Texas must have one officer for 100 students at each school while school is in session. You know, um, and is it going to be expensive? Yeah, it's going to be expensive, but we're, when we're sending trillions of dollars to Egypt through nonprofits, and nobody's asking about where the money's going, the United States government can afford to send money to the states and say, this is for to, for, to hire police officers. You know, mm-hmm. one police officer for every 100 students. So in that school, for example, um, I think it was a, a, a population of um, 600 um, total or something like that. And we should include, uh, obviously, the adults too that attend the school um, and, and teach there. Um, so you would have six officers there, easily.
1: Yeah, I think that easily. And I'm glad the schools around where we live out here have already adopted have already adopted that. Um, they the have public some schools. schools. Yeah, they have public some. schools start adopting that. So that's that's smart of them. But
0: the private schools have. I mean, they yeah, can they afford. Have, it. They have yeah. six, seven officers in, in one. Po- and they pay them very good. They can afford to do that, but. We need to keep our leadership accountable and I mean one easy solution to do right now because it's hard to fight evil it's hard and this whole let's take the guns away and stuff evil will find a way the I, I i'm a I'm a religious person I'm a faithful person I believe it the Satan will use evil he will use evil it could be a gun it could be a knife he will use evil he will find a way to destroy lives and um we we need People with good hearts, and I, I do believe most people out here in society are good people with good hearts. Um, we need people with good hearts to fight evil.
1: Yeah, like where I, when I went to school growing up, I w- they had, they had a school resource officer there, and to be honest with you, it was, it felt good that he was there. It wasn't, yeah. it, it felt good that he was there, and you know, I had this uh, discussion with my buddies and. You know, none of them were really for that idea, actually. And, but to me, this is the easiest, simple idea that we can implement as a country, and, and we can do it today. Yeah, we can. D- we it can could do be it. done. Yeah, it could be done. And I think, and the thing is, is that the question sometimes the question arises: Oh, um, you know, h- who would want to be a school resource officer? How are you gonna hi- How are you gonna find them? How are you gonna hire them? Um, is Oh, dude! This is another question that um, that uh, one of my buddies brought up was, or not a question, but a statement was, uh, like sometimes it it might not be a good thing to involve law enforcement inside schools because it could make the f- kids feel some type of way, in terms of just, you know, just just like that. The well, the that's a
0: s- that's a societal. Um, yeah, that's just that's a societal. Um, I want to say stupid sigma, a stupid societal sigma that police are bad people or or police is like, oh, like, you know, you have this, you know, that, that whole I, well, I don't want police officers in my school because it feels like, like what? what, Like what? Like, right. like what? What does it feel like? Because yeah. you there should for feel protected. Safety, you know, yeah. most people feel protected. I I would I, I want police or I'm police. I want police around my neighborhood. I feel protected. I feel like somebody's out here watching,
1: making sure that, you know. If I want I would I would send my kids to a school where there are police present. I will yeah. as a father uh feel I would feel m- much more safe knowing that they're there. Right. And then like we have our elected leaders. I, some of these guys are some of these guys just need to go like I think one of I think one of the guys was saying um I think uh Ted Cruz was talking about doors on how we need to have one door into a school, which is fine. I guess that's okay. Just one door access to the entire school. That's it. And so he got on the news talking about this this door reform. <laughs> and I'm just like, good grief. I'm like, these are the conversations that are being had. I couldn't imagine. I not once I heard a conversation about putting armed police officers or armed security, whatever. Actually, police officers, not security guards. Those guys are unreliable sometimes at these schools. And I think the money's there. The money's there. Yeah, the money's there. The money is there. The federal There's government has no, the money. This is ridiculous. The yeah. federal government has a lot of money for it. And they have been, sometimes they make, they make God awful decisions on where they like to give that money, store that money. And I think that if we, I think as America, we need to protect our issues. We need to take care of issues at home. Right. This is a issue. 100%. Yeah. and, it shouldn't be going to Egypt. <laughs> four if, if I'm being dollars. honest I with you, it, I saw an
0: act. And it was four trillion dollars. It's ridiculous. And if, if
1: I'm being honest with you, it shouldn't be going to Ukraine either. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I mean, and the thing is, they 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 sign these
0: packages, big packages, and nobody knows what happens to the money. But do the research. Go out there, do the research, and how they allocate the uh, how they appropriate these funds and. um I'm I'm not into it. When I run for office, eventually, when I get into the political world, which I think I will later on in life, uh, I'll do more research and I'll I'll make sure I'll make it known. You know, hopefully, have a platform to make it known because it's sad that our money is just it's it's being it's being mismanaged. It's being spent on not us, not on the issues we need to be spending money on, like this, for example right um so yeah but I, it's it's terrible it's a terrible tragedy what happened 19 kids lost i mean that's just that's just I, I i hope and pray and this is the other thing i keep hearing prayers and thoughts aren't enough you know and i understand that but i i get that but i i like to think that i receive my guidance from from god and, and i think we all do um, and goodness is is guided by him um and we need prayers and thoughts. we can't say no no more prayers and thoughts, but we need to combine prayers and thoughts and action. It seems like society wants you to choose you either do prayers and thoughts or you do
1: action i i that's i don't know yeah it's that's so i've seen I've seen that stuff all over social media. I'm like, okay, i mean what's like what are you trying to say here are you trying like I understand that we need to be all about action, but you can still you can still give your prayers and thoughts to those who are going through this obviously the crisis. Like Bec- this is a crisis like.
0: There's no amount of action that we can take that's going to bring any that, of those kids back yeah. and that's going to fill the void in the hearts of those parents. The only person who can do that is the Almighty, the one who's bigger than any of us. That's it. That's still the, he can give you the hope. He can give you the love, and it's going to be a hard, a hard a void to, to fill. And my hope and my prayer, and I say my pray, my prayer is that for those parents that they're able to see that their kid is still with them at all times. And I think God can make it happen that they're an angel, and they can see a sign or something. You know, yeah. that's going to mean a lot to them because they're 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 still with their families. I think, and they're they're angels. You know, fighting for their families, um, but prayers, thoughts, and action. We can't get rid of the prayers and the thoughts. This idea of getting rid of prayers and thoughts, or prayers and thoughts, isn't enough. It's it's plenty, prayers and thoughts. It's plenty. I understand. We need action too. Prayers plus thoughts plus action, not just action. Then we're misguided, in making the wrong cause Like. One door policies.
1: Yeah, like this is crazy. (laughs) Like (laughs) who put this who put these people in office? I don't know. I was listening to the All In podcast the other day and they were covering um all the All In podcast is it's a financial it's kinda like a finance podcast with like four hedge funds, like really well known hedge fund guys. And um yeah, they were addressing this um they were addressing the Evalde uh, massacre and um they they brought up a good point. They they're like, we need to we need to get every single one of these people out of office and we gotta start over because of some of this stuff that goes that these people are that these politicians are saying. And I think I think it's a good point. I think they're I think they're right on that. We need more young people in office. Young people with a common with common sense, with a brain, and that will start that will start with action, because I feel like I just it, And the sad part is like after one thing I've <coughs> realized in
0: life that you said you just said, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I have to interrupt here. Common sense isn't so common. Common sense for me is different from another person. I've realized that in life. Not uh, So we say common sense and then it's not so common. But anyway.
1: Right. And I think that with young rational sense is what I call it right, which which a lot of the times I mean our politicians lack, and we we need these we need the we need young people in office who ha- who are sharp who are um, and who know and uh, who are about the action, because like all of a sudden, when something like this happens, you got the Democrats crying out for gun control, take away everyone's guns, or let's even h- make harsher gun. Um, control laws and then you have republicans crying out second amendment you know NRA this and NRA that and it's like okay i was like like both of you both both sides just need to chill out and realize like dude like i saw a clip from
0: um former president trump a lot of people won't, maybe don't like him but this is this is a, he's if you watch the guy he seems he's a rational guy sometimes but the media cuts out clips of him that make him sound irrational. Anyway, um, I've never seen a president do this before in my lifetime. I'm only 27 though, so keep you know take that with a grain of salt. But uh, what he did, he was having a cabinet meeting, and generally when they have these cabinet meetings, the president, um, the media comes in for like. 5 seconds, you know. I'm being dramatic there, but they come in for like a couple minutes, you know, and the president's like, "Yeah, we're going to have a cabinet meeting, you know. We got the Secretary of Treasury here and Secretary of Transportation here. Uh we're going to have a media." And then, the, you know, the 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 person who gets the media out of the room, she she or he starts screaming, yeah, all right press get out, press get out, press get out." But what President Trump did here in one of the cabinet meetings he had in 2018 is he kept the media there for the entire cabinet meeting, mm-hmm. you know, transparency. Mm-hmm. Um but he, he he mentioned this. He mentioned the age thing in 2018. Um, you know, he's like, how is it that a person can buy a pistol at 21, but then they can go out and buy an assault or an AR? Is it assault rifle or automatic rifle? I don't know what the, you know, assault rifle, assault rifle, whatever. So by an AR at 18, that just doesn't make any sense. And he sat there, he's like, you know, the NRA is not going to like what I'm saying, but, you know, and, and I think the NRA is great, but, you know, like it just make, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. So what are we going to do about the eighteen twenty one thing, you know? And I I think, um, you know, this this former President Trump, a lot of people don't give him the benefit. Um, But go out and truly watch the guy. Watch the guy work. You know, don't just sit back and... Go based off of what the media tells you or what your friends tell you or what your family tells you. Go watch the guy work, you know, before we, we – and that's just for anybody. Before we criticize and condemn, go watch the people do what they do. Go watch that person do what they do. Um, and then, you you know, you can have that conversation. But, I, I mean, he, he's not afraid to go against the party, to go against norms. Mm-hmm. to challenge <laughs> norms in order to bring change into the country. Right. And I think that was awesome. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up because I saw that and I sa- and I said, oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. I, I like someone who's not afraid to challenge the status quo when the status quo is something that directly kind of benefits him, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense.
1: Right. No, and I think that, I think with, um, I mean, there are, we we got there are ways that we can take action when it comes to these guns and assault rifles and stuff like that. I don't I, do, I don't believe in taking away everyone's guns. I don't believe in that. But there are ways. The thing is is that we need to find a way which I'm going to quote the All In podcast again because they actually brought up a, they actually brought up some pretty good points. That warrant just take everyone's guns away. Oh, stop selling guns! And it's just very; those are very extreme. But um, we have to find a way to realize to find these issues in these um kids at a at at a young age. Look, the Brooklyn shooter, there was many red flags there, many red flags that were completely ignored. This man went to a psychiatric facility. Obviously experiencing psychiatric uh, or mental illness or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. He got out and then purchased the rifle that was used to carry out the Brooklyn uh, grocery store Mm -hmm. attack. Like... He went to a psychiatric facility, got out, and then bought a gun. Like tell me that there doesn't there needs to be some solution there. But that is a red flag right there. Huge, yeah. Huge red flag. Huge red
0: flag. And we talked about this. People who are checked into psychiatric facilities who have who have been arrested or or whatever, you know, whoever said that they wanted to hurt kill themselves or kill other people, they should be automatically banned from buying purchasing a gun for how long that's up to you know us to decide but i i'll take like i don't know 10 years after completing a program after making sure but yeah i mean that's an easy thing that we could do and uh, i don't think
1: it's it's being done well think about it like um there so teachers police officers and um and um healthcare workers i think we, I think we re reenact these red flag laws because there are there are kids who come from. Oh, Trump
0: p- talked about the red flag laws. Too. Yeah,
1: he was bro- big on them. Yeah, yeah, broken families, mm-hmm. they alienate themselves, they go through depression, they go mm-hmm. through, and then they become radicalized somehow. But you can't tell me that when you went to high school, you knew who that loner was you you just know it's just they're just there Mm -hmm. our kids we need to train our kids to also speak up not not maybe not necessarily to the guy that is going through it but maybe to the teacher or to a parent or or a parent communication right these teachers these parents um you know sr school resource officers um they can they can sp- if if there's red flags, they need to be and uh, they need to be looked into, and, and there needs to be a database that keeps these people on the no buying guns list right. for an X amount of time. Um, and and I don't and
0: not to sound like we're alienating anybody that goes through any mental illness, because I think we all have mild depression. Well, I face like in my twenties, mild depression and stuff like that, and I've talked to friends who go through the same thing um so uh, you know i sympathize with with kids that go through that stuff i don't Mm -hmm. sympathize with people who kill other people but once i think a pattern and a trend and a trait in mass shooters that that i think is obvious is hatred Mm -hmm. towards people like true hatred towards people because i can't imagine i can't imagine shooting kid no no defenseless kid i can't imagine shooting a person a person defenseless person you know mm-hmm. unless i'm encounter with deadly force i you know i take action but right just defenseless person killing them there's hatred in their hearts and you know it, that's something that's hard to diagnose like how much hate you know, it'd be it'd be fun if you can take a blood test and how much hate for people does this person have? Let me let me see. It'd be you know. It'd mm-hmm. be easy, but it's not that easy because hate is well disguised. I think, mm-hmm. well disguised. So, um, I agree with the red flag, but I re I agree with the red flag stuff. Yeah, like we, that's a form of gun control. Yeah, like I, for sure.
1: Like I'm not against gun control. By no means am I against gun control. I'm against just stupid pointless gun control like like i always bring up chicago like strictest gun control in the country yet the highest amounts of uh, violent crime in the entire country it's something's wrong with that right but that's not that that gun gun control i'm talking about we have to be proactive as um people to spot these red flags in children and even adults and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. even for the Uvalde massacre, um, the shooter was sending text messages to to a certain someone. I'm not too sure who he was, literally like outlining this plan as he was about to go out and do it. Like th- at that point, we have to act. You have you have to act. I don't. If you have to act, you have to call the authorities, especially if you know your friend is literally about to carry out a heinous attack. I mean it's something that like you got to speak up is what I'm trying to say as well. And the thing is there are databases and there are companies out there where you can where they can keep track of all the people on the red flag on the red flag list. It's they're able to do it, they should do it, it should be funded and it should be a list that should start soon. We have to be proactive, not reactive because mm. a lot of the times we these things, these thi- these sad, sad situations occur, and then we start thinking about, oh, what could have, what we done? could have we done? But it's like, no,
0: like it's too late now. It's too late. Um, but I did so. Th- I got into the whole mental health because I did want to talk about mental health too, and how um, that's something that also should be discussed after this incident, and how that. I mean, this is a quiet kid that talked to nobody, alienated himself Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, hated people, obviously. Um, And I think there's people out there who aren't thinking about killing other people. Right. But are in those, you know, sad moments, alienating themselves, don't want to talk to people. Um, And we just need to be careful with that, too. Um, I, I think even for myself, like I this this job, law enforcement is a tough, tough job. Nurses. Uh, teachers, um, if you go out there and you do any job where you're dealing with negative stuff, you know, 40 hours a week, uh, the last thing you want to do is talk to anybody. The last thing you want to do is hang out with people. I get it. I've been there. I've done it. It's It still happens. Like, I don't text, I don't really text anybody Wednesday through Sunday. I can't. I, it's overwhelming. Busy. It's busy. Um, but it's not like we're always busy, though, you know? It's not like we're always actively doing something. It's just, It's just too much already mental exhaustion, you know, Mm -hmm. that we can't go and focus our attention on other things going on and other friends. Um, So mental health is super important. And, you know, sometimes I think, like, what if someone had had helped this kid before he decided to do this stuff? You know, what Mm -hmm. if someone had pulled him in and said, hey, what's going on, man? Like, are you okay? You want to go out? You want to hang out? You want to, you know? What if someone could gave him a little bit of hope in his heart, you know, and showed him that people weren't s- as bad as he thinks? Um, we're, I think we're conf- we're we're facing a huge challenge in our society because of social media, um, because of just so much hate going on, um, the negative news, the negative media. Um, we're facing a huge challenge, but I am optimistic that that we we can do better and we will do better. I really do think so because we're good people and we have goodness in our heart and we have love and care in our heart. We're going to do much better. Mm-hmm. I do
1: believe it. We have to do better. We have to take action. We need good guidance. Mm-hmm. Good guidance. Guidance plus action should equal success.
0: <laughs> guidance plus action equals success. Mm-hmm. And this particular thing. Guidance plus action equals success. So that was a pretty deep conversation, I think. Mm. Pretty productive. Right. And I, this is what I say. I say you you grab this recording, and you share it with your local congressman and congresswoman.
1: Just don't talk about the ancestral sex part of it, because we, <laughs> I, I, we cut that part out
0: and, and you say listen we've got the we've got
1: them. the solution they talked about it on the tony
0: gallo show podcast we got it over here and you go and you give it to them your congresswoman and your congressman and it, you know they fix it and then you give us a credit for it Thank I, you I and i <laughs>
1: give a lot of credit to all in podcasts too as well like i gotta say they like as the last thing they cried out on that podcast was democrats republicans they were yes. all about solution well we're all yeah we're it's solution we need to be more solution oriented
0: we're all people at the end of the day like, mm-hmm. like who cares if you're a democrat or republican let's stop with the finger pointing let's stop hating each other um if you hate me i love you that's what i gotta say anyway uh we'll be right back with a good news story
1: share the show on instagram and twitter because remember sharing is caring at tony gallo show Here's Tony with your feel good story of the day.
0: All right, so in 2005, a hun- Hungarian born chemist named, I'm going to try to pronounce his name here, Ferenc E. Rostoxi. He launched the Rostoksi Foundation as a way to help Hungarian students get scholarships to study in the U.S. In 2012, the foundation branched out with this college uh, promise program, surprising the students at Michael Anderson School with a full ride college, college scholarships once they graduated from high school. So in 2005, he went to go tell 83, 84, I'm sorry, third grade students at Michael Anderson School in Arizona that they were getting a full ride to college. Oh, wow. And Erica Valadez, Erica Valades was one of those students and told Washington Post that knowing sh- she had a scholarship, wouldn't graduate with debt, was so motivating and made everything more real. So um, she graduated high school as a valedictorian, just finished her freshman year at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, where she studied criminal justice and forensic science. Um, and now, so out of that class, 34 students enrolled in college. So that's pretty awesome because 84 were told in third grade, "Hey, you get a full full ride scholarship if you go to college," and 34 of them enrolled into college. Isn't that pretty? And it also reminds me of Michael Scott. Yeah, think <laughs> about the Michael Scott episode where he didn't come through. <laughs> he didn't. This guy came through. This guy came through. He came through. You know, he said this in 2005. Now, during an assembly last month. 63 third grade students at bernard black elementary school in phoenix learned they would receive full scholarships to college so that's pretty awesome hopefully when they graduate in 10 years so yeah 10 years they'll get a full ride and hopefully a lot of those kids go to college college is expensive man and you know that's awesome that someone was willing to go out and like give full ride scholarships mm-hmm. to these kids that's pretty awesome i mean i'm in so much debt so i get, i'm very grateful to hear that that's a feel good story Yep. are you in any debt no no not right now good no he's got a lot of money lots and lots of money no. anyway that was your feel good story of the day the tony gallo show I just like hearing the drums in the background. <laughs> Are you ready for um, your wedding? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Ten more days. Yep. Ten more days and Sahaj is off to get married. And I have to give a... Ooh, you know what? I should probably... You know, could I do a practice run? Let's do a practice run for what I'm going to say at your wedding.
1: Sure. You don't want to keep it a surprise or anything?
0: Mm, that's a good I mean, it's point. A, it's up to you. I don't know, maybe I want the listeners to hear what I've got to say, just a little warm-up. So, I think I'm going to say something like, um, I don't know, I've been thinking about some things that I want to say, so um I'm not going to give you everything. Just a little teaser. Okay, so I'd say Shah is the worst human. No, okay. Uh, I met, I think I'm going to start with, I met Sahaj or Sahaj and I met when in 2017 at the police Academy. And the first thing I noticed about him was he had a funky little walk and it made me kind of laugh because he walked around like Vince McMahon. And a lot of you probably don't know who Vince McMahon is. Yeah. Who is that? But he is a, I think he's a billionaire. He's got a lot of money, right? He's got a lot of money. So the walk was just perfect for Sahaj because he's got a lot of money. Um, he had a goofy walk, in which fits her his goofy personality, um, and I love the kid. Sahaj, congratulations! Short and sweet,
1: perfect speech right there. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna add more to that. So <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited to get to do it, to kind of. And I'm MCing the thing, Never by the what? way. This is
0: gonna be my first MC role. I'm getting paid millions and millions of dollars for it. So if you want to book me, um, just you know, reach out to my assistant, and uh, maybe I can come MC your wedding.
1: How's the MC prep going?
0: <laughs> it's it's going. I've got a <laughs> timeline. All I've got to do is, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Jivak Shaw and
1: Sarah Jones. Ladies and gentlemen you may kiss the bride the end and then for the first time for the first time I
0: would uh, for the first time ever let's welcome the groom and the bride Mr and Mrs Shaw something like that something of that nature
1: I like it yeah who's ready to party it's I'm I'm glad that you guys are doing it <laughs> and we didn't just hire somebody to do the MC cuz it's it's more authentic coming from two people who know the bride and groom, you know what i mean? Right. Than paying somebody to do it because then they're just going to i mean, i'm not saying they're going to do a bad job, but you there's a whole lot of recap they got to learn about our life story. It's like, okay, like <laughs> all right. Let's
0: it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a good wedding and so that's coming. That's down a pipeline and it's going to happen very soon, so the congrats are going to start flowing in and congrats and uh i mean nothing's going to ch- much change but i
1: mean it's no. official you know yeah nothing's nothing much is going to change keep getting all this um uh be prepared for this once you're married and from friends and stuff like that i'm just, you know i like how many years have you and Gino been together A long time By like 5 plus years
0: Five plus years. I would say probably five years. Five years. I thought it was seven years. Five plus years. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. So it's it's coming down the pipeline, man. That's a big. I think that's a big life moment right there.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Getting I married is a big life moment for sure. Be very memorable too. I think it's, it's. Um, I know Gino's doing the majority of the planning, so well, I mean, it's a, it's, very very exhausting. And I think it's going to flow very nicely, and I think it'll w- all work out in the end. And I'm trying to find... So... I have it. Obviously, I have it on my phone. So we've been together for a long time. Are you trying to find your anniversary day or something? Um, trying to find something on his phone. Trying to find something on my phone. Hmm. I'm not sure either. if
0: you can hear that in the background, but there's someone getting their roof replaced today. So congrats to them getting the roof replaced. If you are a homeowner, you um, know the stress of doing that. I'm not a homeowner, but Sahaj is, and I room with him. And, um, you know, I've heard about it.
1: Our, um, our, We got engaged June 29th of 2020.
0: June 29th of 2020. But you you to you been together since college.
1: Mm-hmm. Since college, yeah.
0: And you when did you start college? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve? Mm-hmm. And you met Gino you know, like sophomore junior
1: year? Well, I actually met her when I was a freshman, but we didn't we were just friends. So you guys dated like thirteen or fourteen?
0: Fifteen? Sixteen?
1: More towards the more towards like the junior senior year part.
0: So, okay. So you started in 12, 13, 14. So probably like 14, 15. We'll say 15, mm-hmm. 2015. Yeah, about seventy years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, congrats to you. I hope it goes well. I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go very well. And, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, your name change. You know, you went through a transformation. Mm-hmm. So you changed your name. We talked about Yuvalde a lot about that, and then we talked about it was more of a uh, discussion about guns and how we move forward from there. So we, I, I guess we did have a lot to say about that. Surpri- not surprisingly, but, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think we were going to spend so much time. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for joining us, Saj. Peace out. And see you later. See we'll ya. see you on the next episode.
1: Show on Instagram and Twitter because remember, sharing is caring. At Tony Gallo Show.